1: Welcome to the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new day and a brand new Ralph Report. It is Wednesday, May 31st, the final day of May. We're halfway done with the year now. It's over. It's over. It's It's halfway done. It's already Christmas. It might as well be. Happy New Year. Start playing Christmas. Everybody.
1: It's madness. (laughs) I hate it so much.
0: May 31st. The year is 2023.
1: Ugh.
2: Why? Fuck.
1: Why are you already making it's, a noise? It's so we're almost like done with this decade. We're like halfway done with this decade, practically. We're not. It's just. It 2023. was just 2020. What the fuck. We have seven more years of this decade. Literally dying. We're literally dying. Well, the minute you're born, you start dying. Right, but it's speeding up now. I'm feeling it. You're you're just... I'm just... You've ruined me. Dr. Doom. You started it. Doom and gloom. I was fine till I sat down. I know what'll cheer you up. What? The fact that it's the year of Larry. (laughs) Prospector Larry, inspecting
2: golden streams, panning for gold. Dreaming up his dreams. Minding life ain't easy. Gets lonesome looking for a claim. But good old Larry always finds the biggest vein. Uh, uh, You're
0: dared tootin', I do oh, damn it. I find a vein. I don't stop looking until I hit a vein. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a professional phlebotomist. Phlebot- that's a blood taker.
1: Is it, a, is it?
0: I learn a thing or two out there in the hills. I got me learning books. Yeah, do you? I look up all kinds of facts and figures. Look it up.
1: Thanks. I will. It's the second day of Larry. Yeah. And the ha- how's that going? For oh, you? I couldn't be more pleased. Right. I'm as pleased as a plum stuck inside a plunger. That's not a saying or a thing. <laughs> it is now. Look it up. I can, and there's nothing there for it. I'm just here to bring you a little ray of sunshine. No, you don't do that.
0: I was listening in the other room, and it sounds like you're feeling mighty
1: low. <laughs> not what? feeling low? Just the passage of time can be depressing sometimes. Oh, I sometimes. don't
0: know. Just we're all dying. I well, I don't know we if I are. took
1: that as someone well, who's not I've, exactly... I've accepted the fate.
0: Perky as a speckled pup prancing through a pecker <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm just...
1: I can't take happy Larry.
0: I'm just so darn happy to be here. Are you? With you kids in your fancy recording room with all the microphonies and all the other things you got going on. What I feel like I'm traveling into the future.
1: You're not. Oh, You're in the present.
0: I wish it was the future. I want me one of them what? flying cars. You, know, you got I one of those?
1: Please never get into a flying
0: car. Oh, I could fly... I could fly up into the hills and do some mining that way. i just park my flying car there in the hills uh-huh. and hop out and get out my pickaxe, get to work. Find me some platinum or gold or silver. I love metal. <laughs> the more precious, the better. But I'll take even 10 or what do you aluminum. got? Aluminum. Copper, aluminum. Sometimes I go nuts. I'll go through a, like a city dump
1: and yeah. I'll find me some... It's not uh, prospecting. That's, it is. That's, I take my pan. That's the opposite of prospecting. I take my You're pan not panning garbage. And I
0: start to sift through the garbage. That's... And you'd be surprised what I find. Garbage. <laughs> One man's garbage.
1: It is another man's is garbage.
0: Another man's treasure, I would
3: say. I don't think so.
0: And I'll tell you, the things I found in the dump, you wouldn't believe it. A what? Perfectly good half-used tampons. That's
1: not perfectly good. A half-used tampon is the same as a fully-used tampon. Oh, don't be wasteful. Make sure you fill them up. Nope, you you can't (laughs) use the other end. That's not how it works. Well, I'm no no gynecologist. You're certainly not.
0: But but I know the proctology. (laughs) That much, I know for sure. They don't go in there. Well,
1: Hmm. speak for yourself. Stay out of the garbage.
0: I got one there right now. Because I had some bad Chipotle last night. <laughs> and I don't want to be <laughs> leaking over your fancy recording room. That would wear out my welcome faster than, a, than a viper under the wood snap. Mm. Gosh darn it, yep. I want to make sure I'm invited yep. back here yep. for yep. all the kids out there to hear more stories no of one. the flabble juicy adventures of Prospector Larry.
1: Okay, You, you might want to go to the bathroom and take that out.
0: Oh, it's coming out whether I take it out or not. Not staying much longer. Okay, bye. I'm feeling. Goodbye. I'm <laughs> feeling I might squirmy.
1: Please leave quickly.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into the restroom area. Yeah. Take care of some business. Thank but you. But if you
1: need me, I'm only I, just a call away. I will never need you.
0: I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm different to beg. Okay. Can you
1: go shit now? Look it up. <laughs> Thank you so much, so Larry. Worse. Worst catchphrase for anything ever. <laughs>
0: I'm thinking spinoff. Look it up. I'm thinking spinoff podcast. <laughs> Maybe a couple times a week. Yeah. Larry just, uh, just gives the, you his the
2: tales of like,
0: prospector. Larry. I
1: think it'd be a huge hit. Oh, yeah, that would be huge.
0: This is where you say, "All hail prospector!" Oh, Larry. fuck yeah!
1: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I got. I'm I still know. visualizing a tampon know, in his there's, ass. There's a lot going on. Holding there. in Chipotle. A lot to unwrap. With uh, all hell, Larry. Prospector Larry. It is
0: right to give Prospector Larry thanks and praise, just oh. like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on the Ralph Report.
1: The Ralph Report. Not a
0: cock in the bunch. That's right. <laughs> that, of course, is in reference to yesterday's tongue twister. Tuesday, yes, not a cock in the which bun. we acquitted admirably. Yes, in my opinion. Hey kids, welcome to the podcast. I think you've made an excellent choice. We are loaded with goodness today, but let's get the introductions out of the way first i'm your old podcast pal my name's ralph garman the magic Let's a the sitting here in the bad cave with me is the rear admiral himself sheriff of ghost town mayor of myrtle beach victim of vandalism uh. he's the dilf pickle he's nipsey muscle he's the new sidekick to prospector larry i am not
1: it's... taking that job Holy gov howdy gov hey pence hey everybody <laughs> Get yourself a new bed yet? No. Oh, it's Bedwatch. It's, it's Bedwatch 2023. <laughs> it is. We're just going to be counting down the days. People are dying to know when you finally get that bed. It's not going to happen for a while. I'm thinking July 4th. Oh, come Get on. away from the next big sale. That's, that's how you get Tracy <sighs> to buy something. Big sale. Here's an idea. Yeah. Start looking through uh, Craigslist
0: or uh, one of those... Uh, I don't think she wants a, a previously those, owned bed. One of those community... Uh, based to... trading paper kind of thing, right? Like I don't... the Penny Saver and yeah, things I don't... like that. I don't want a you bed. Can get, you can get good deals on secondhand I, furniture. I and don't want a secondhand like bed. Look, it's not like you're getting a secondhand mattress with cooties <laughs> all over it. It's this is just—it's
1: just, just, just a mattress away from just, from having cooties all over. It's it. It.
0: wood right. and metal yeah. no. that is as want... good
1: today as it is tomorrow. It's... But some
0: people no. just give it away or sell it on the cheap no. because they're looking to move things. No, thank you. I had bed frames to sell.
1: Uh, I, I saw they were in the yard for a few days. I know I couldn't get rid of them because people like you were afraid of I don't of them. want someone else's bed.
0: No, but it's not. That's and I don't want like someone else's
1: underwear. I don't would want you someone buy someone's underwear. table. Would Tables you buy different. Someone's yeah. chair. Yeah. Well, there you go. I wouldn't buy someone else's bed or couch. I think I would leave a couch and bed.
0: Well, the couch actually has the cushions and the, everything. Right. All the
1: the uh, people the fluids the, yeah. and it's all the things are still into it in there. Yes,
0: but a wooden. Bed frame and
1: headboard—you got nothing to fear there. That bed's got stories, and I don't want to be a part of them.
0: Think of it like Prospector Larry. Sometimes you can go through the garbage and right. find some high-end yeah. stuff. Half-used tampon. Well, it's not the same thing, but it's, it's kinda similar. Kinda. Kids, today's program is chock full of frothy goodness. I'm not quite sure what that means. either. Because on the counter, you want to know why. Well, Wednesdays are always fun because it's one-hit wonder Wednesday. We take a look at a smash hit song from a musical artist who was never quite able to recapture that level of success again. Today is quite the throwback. One of my favorites from the early 1980s, I'm not sure if you will be familiar with this. Early 80s? Yes.
1: Maybe not. You're just a pup. I was
0: young. But uh, this uh, this loomed large in my legend when I was in my teens. Okay. So we'll be looking into that also. Entertainment news coming up. We got your phone calls. So much good show that you're going to be happy you joined us today. I can't wait to jump in. So let's just do it. Starting with your phone calls. We love it when you reach out to us here on The Ralph Report. So many ways you can do it. Send us an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com. Eddie or Steve, also at the ralphreport.com. You can find us on social media or do what many folks like to do. Leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever you get the urge, we're there to satisfy your urges. Oh, yes. We're there. If you got an itch, mm-hmm. we're there to scratch That's it. That's better. All right. I like that better. Just got to dial up the phone number, one eight three three. 833 Hey, Ralph. Pretty simple. Then it's your turn. What's on your mind? Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I listen to every single voicemail. Then I grab a handful, and we put them here in Garmy on the Line.
1: The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. We're we're going to play your calls now
2: and see what's on your mind.
0: Hey, uh, before we get any further, I do want to remind folks: this weekend, if you happen to be in the New Jersey area, uh, it's the Garden State, you know. I've heard uh, that means Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Delaware, anywhere in the Central East Coast. Take this opportunity to see me and Kevin Smith live on stage performing "Hollywood Babylon." It's all happening at Kevin's movie theater there in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Smod Castle Cinemas is the location this Saturday. 7 p.m., we're going to take the stage with a brand new Hollywood Babylon. There is an option if you want to do the VIP meet and greet package. We'll be taking photos with folks. And then if you'd like to have a cocktail or two with yours truly, Ah. I'll be down the street at
1: a bar. Well, you'd be there early, too, because you guys don't usually go at 7 p.m. I know. usually a 10 p.m. show. Oh, my God. Think of all the drinking time I'm going to have. It's like an extra three hours of drinking for you.
0: And I got some boys from Philly coming out to join me. Oh, my God. I'm partic- It's going to be very bad things. There are going to be fisticuffs oh. <laughs> by the end of the evening. That's my prediction. You're not going to want to miss out on this. So go to smodcastlecinemas.com or csmod.com. That's S E E S M O D.com to get your tickets and come on out and join us Saturday, 7 p.m. at Kevin's Movie Theater. All right. Starting things off with George. George is from Kentucky. Okay. Yesterday, we featured. The delicious treat that is mint juleps. Mm. You were not a fan. I was not. I thought it was fine. It's not my preferred way. It doesn't of, seem like your type of drink of drinking alcohol. Yeah, 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 But if I was at the Churchill Downs and it you'd, was the Kentucky you'd Derby, follow along with everybody course, else. I would, I would right join the cliff, in the tradition. I no. heard a
1: buffalo right off the cliff.
0: That's First you. of all, that's not where buffaloes go. You're thinking of lemmings. Whatever. And it's tradition. It's pomp and circumstance. It's part of the adventure and of the... I buck tradition. Yeah. Hard. Women wear big hats and everyone has... (laughs) I'll wear the big hat. (laughs) I'd love to see you in a big bonnet there at the Kentucky Derby. Um, But it turns out I've gotten several phone calls on the Ralph Report hotline from people in Kentucky. And they all sound similar to George.
3: Hey there, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Greetings, Steve. Hope you're doing better. And the rest of the crew. Hey, it's George, two-star from Kentucky. Hey, uh, you were doing the mint julep. And uh, let's just say that that is an abomination and a crime against bourbon. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad that you liked it, Ralph. Uh, And I'm right in agreement with you, Eddie, that that is just wrong. Bourbon is bourbon, and it shouldn't be mixed with that. All right. Uh, But... Tradition is tradition, so that's what happens in Kentucky. Yes. Hey, uh, side note, things that we used to enjoy that uh, don't exist anymore, or at least not in the same vein. Right. Hey, the ice cream man. I got this question I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, when we were kids, the ice cream man was a joy. Yeah. He was awesome, and it was inexpensive, and he would come by the house, and it would be just a break in the day to hear that uh, the ringing or the chiming of the music and him stopping by and mom letting us go up to the thing and buy an ice cream. But now that I'm older, it's like, it's a sketchy van with a creepy looking (laughs) dude and the music's not quite right. And it's like $5 for a, a popsicle. Yeah. So what happened? Am I wrong? Did the, what happened to the ice cream man? Did he just, Turn into evil uh, because he was a hero for too long. Anyway, uh, love you, guys. Mean it.
1: Bye. He's not wrong. They they don't look like they've cleaned or updated their
0: trucks since the 80s. And I think it has to do with the demise of the Good Humor Company. Yeah. They used to be the largest fleet of ice cream yeah. trucks in the United States. Yeah. And they had pristine white trucks and guys in uniforms little caps on you heard that music you went running and now when if you're lucky enough or in some cases unlucky enough to have an ice cream man driving around your neighborhood yeah it's like that weird (laughs) like horror movie trailer music coming out of like a bent (laughs) Loudspeaker. <laughs> it's strapped to the top of the van with bungee oh, cords. That's awful. And the guy's got a tattoo on his face. <laughs>
1: spider tattoo, <laughs> spider web tattoo.
0: And all the kids are going up there, but they're kind no. of kind of afraid of the ice cream man. They don't know whether to <laughs> run or to order their push-ups. It is a it's a lost. Yeah. lost pleasure it is not as fun as it used to be my kid would get excited when the ice cream man drove around and i would always go out with her oh you have to. i wouldn't I, in no. my day yeah my oh, par- yeah. parents would hand me a couple nickels or whatever you'd sprint to the door get a dollar and then sprint to the ice cream truck a fistful of quarters yeah. and run out to the truck and meet up with all my friends and we'd no. peruse the menu Yeah. now you you walk no. your child there no, i go with my kid and i uh, put a harness on her in case I need to yank her back real the, quick. The van starts driving away. <laughs> that's right. So uh, you're not wrong, George. It is creepy now. So it's a lost art. Maybe that's our future. Maybe we should stop doing high-end ice cream truck.
1: Well, our, my buddy Joe, CBT guy. That's he's, true. he's got a very nice high-end ice cream truck. Very nice. And but, Joe's
0: great. And we've had him on the show. And he's a huge success story where he takes his soft-serve ice cream and he drives it around the greater Southern yeah. California area and makes he just, big bucks. He just got it into Gelson's market. Yeah, he's got yeah. his first in-store yeah, location.
1: He's blowing up. However, I would the only thing, my only knock on Joe would be limited selection. It is just chocolate, vanilla, or twist. That's all you got. CVT. That's all it is. You don't get the ice cream yeah. truck would have push ups, yes. bomb pops, Eclair pops. You get like you get pop rocks. That wasn't even ice cream. Candy. Yeah, you got everything. Just everything. Yeah. I miss those days. That was I good. missed the selection. That was good. Remember the, uh, the orange
0: push-ups? Yeah, I do remember the orange They'd push-ups. they like come in, in like a, a toilet paper roll. Yeah. And, and you if you push too hard, the whole thing oh, came the whole out, thing then would you're, come off. you're fucked. Now you got to push up just a little bit and just kind of suck the top of it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> suck that top off. I'm thinking maybe by the time summer gets hot, you and I can invest in a truck. You got a truck. You just drove your truck to the house. I will.
1: We can do it in the Forerunner.
0: We'll throw it. We'll just, just Get serve, a out,
1: serve out the back. that's Just two men in their... <laughs> <laughs> Later in life, just driving around and hand ice cream to children. That
0: won't be terrible No. At not all. out of a
1: civilian forerunner. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's no actual uh you know hygiene
0: standards oh, or anything we'll you put have a to do. Speaker meet. on
1: top will play the Ralph report as we drive around neighborhoods. Love that idea.
0: It's a twofer. <laughs> hey, where does stuff come from? Well, if you got a question, I hope I can answer it for you.
3: Hey Ralph, Eddie, Queen Jay, Miss you, Steve. I've been watching a lot of Barney Miller lately. I'm On the eighth season, and you hear the word prostitute all the time, and I'm really interested in the etymology of words, Hmm. but prostitute and hooker, I'd like to know where the heck they came from. I don't know if that's a where did they come from or maybe a a sex you, but anyway... Later. Yeah. It's a where did it come from? And I'm
0: sure your interest in prostitutes comes from Barney oh, Miller absolutely. episodes. I'm sure before Barney Miller, what's this word? You had no idea <laughs> about women who sold sexual favors. Well, regardless of your sketchy <laughs> phone call, I'm still going to answer your question. Prostitute, where'd that come from?
2: Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll probably know.
0: The word prostitute as a noun has been used since the 1500s, Eddie Pence. Prostitute, the word itself, had uh, a different connotation before then. Prostitute comes from a Latin derivative, pro, meaning before, Mm -hmm. and statuaire which means to stand or establish. The word statue comes from okay. there, like when you see something on display. Sure. So it would be something that would be displayed in front of you, uh-huh. usually for some sort of commerce, okay. for purchase. Yes. So you could... Pros- like a display. Exactly. Yes. You, would, you could prostitute your wares at the local sure. m- market. Like we'll be, do with our ice cream. Like in we'll do we'll prostitute our ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> and then the 1500s, it started being used for uh, ladies who would put themselves on display to sell their wares, Mm -hmm. but their wares would, of course,
1: be uh, sexual in nature. Much like our wares in the ice cream truck. No,
0: ours are not going to be sexual in nature (laughs) at all. Uh, Anything being put on display for an infamous purpose in the 1500s, that's when prostitute caught on for meaning a lady of the evening. Now, in terms of hooker, this one has a fascinating origin. Okay, It goes back to the Civil War. It is named after General Fighting Joe Hooker, who was the general of the Army of the Potomac. 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 Potomac.
1: Potomac. Potomac.
0: Potomac. The Potomac. Potomac. Yes. Yes. During he was on the side of the Union during the Civil War. Okay. Now, however, Fighting Joe Hooker was a uh, a man of ill repute. He was hard drinking. He was a ladies' man. His sure. headquarters was known for parties and gambling, and being frequented by ladies of the evening. Sounds like a guy you want to serve on. Right? Oh man, that's the army you that's want to a, sign up. That's for. That's who you want to fight for, right? Oh, I would, I would go into hell with General Fighting Joe Hooker. <laughs> so the hookers, beca- the the prostitutes became so omnipresent around Hooker, those were hookers that they started to refer to them as hookers. Wow, that came. Wow, that's it's named after a dude. That's nuts. So there you go. Enjoy your Barney Miller. Now you know more about <laughs> prostitutes and hookers than you probably ever needed to. Oh, man.
2: Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Where well, do you want to know? Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Oh, fucking hell all
0: week long, we're celebrating Prospector Larry. I couldn't be more pleased. I find him a charming Do you? companion, sure. and I'm glad that he's around. I don't. And the new jingle by Queen Jay, by the way. Great jingle. Exceptional. huh. People are digging it.
3: Hey, Ralph. I listened to the Larry's new theme song this morning. It's great, but I have a question. There's a donkey in it. Is the donkey Larry's friend or something? Does he have a name? Just curious.
1: That's a great question. Yeah. I went,
3: Hey, Larry. <sighs>
0: Larry, could you come out here for a second? He's in the bathroom. I, uh, uh, I, I got a problem with my butthole. Yeah, we know. It looks like a Japanese flag. It's <laughs> 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 <The> red. oh, kind of streakies. Anyway, what's your question? What do you got going on? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a gentleman uh, on the phone who said he couldn't help but listen to your theme song, and he heard the presence of a mule or donkey in it. Do you actually own one? Well sure I do. Come here, Louis. Come here, Louis. Come on. Everybody wants
1: to Where meet has this. he been? He's facing the back with jackpot. Come he on, sounds Louis. terrified.
0: Come on. Come on. That poor donkey Come on. sounds terrified.
1: He's just shy. I don't think so. This is that seems that donkey's seen some this shit. Is,
0: <laughs> this is Louis Lemuel. <laughs> Louis Lemuel. And named him after Louis Lemour. Mm. The famous Uh, Author of Western Tales Okay And Louie and I have been through some life together I'll tell you A more faithful companion you couldn't find out there in the wilderness And in a pinch, Louie and I can put on a show And raise a bunch of money for charity (laughs) I
1: don't need to see a donkey show Uh, With Larry
0: You're thinking about the dirty one Right,
1: what other one is there (laughs) We do it tastefully. <laughs> there's no, there's not a, there's not a tasteful donkey show. We do a tasteful donkey mm, show. It's not full of
0: romance and pathos. It's like a soap opera, It's only worth only two characters, and no finer love than between a man and his mule. I say.
1: I don't. What about you, Louis? That's like. That's a cry for help. You, you want a carrot? No, he wants to be free. Let, let him go. <laughs> poor
0: thing. Jeez. He's got a cold. It's, fucking, it's a sex slave. Not at all. It
1: absolutely is.
0: How dare you, you spagging dollar. I won't have you saying such craven sagging oh words around my. my
1: pal Louis. Poor
0: Louie. I'm going to take my mule elsewhere. Free Louie.
1: All right. Louis. Louis. Free Louie.
0: I don't know how. I hope, uh, I hope there's a shovel back there. I don't know how they're cleaning <laughs> up. <laughs> oh. And lastly, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make sure your day's a little bit brighter. We call those our Happy Hits. Still doing covers. Racine called in with a brilliant one.
3: Hi, Ralph. Racine, four star general from the Bay Area, Dublin, California. Um, I have a Happy Hits cover request. Under Pressure by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance and Burt McCracken, I think that's his name, from The Used. They do a cover of Under Pressure, and I grew up in Hawaii, and the first time I ever heard Under Pressure was their version, and I had no idea it was a cover until I moved to California and I heard for the original for the first time, and I was very embarrassed because I do love me some queen. Anyways, that is my happy hit request. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Are you trying to tell me because you grew up in Hawaii You
0: didn't know who David Bowie and Freddie Mercury were? We didn't get
1: David Bowie in
0: Hawaii I
3: think think those
0: two fellas made it across (laughs) the pond To your little island there But this is a great cover It is My Chemical Romance and The Used These two bands teaming up For a terrific cover of Under Pressure It's today's happy hit
1: That is such a good song. I don't know if you could mess it up. Uh, you may be right. It's such a good song. But you need some pipes to be oh, able to yeah, pull it off. Yeah, for sure. But like, so, you would to have stay to... in the same company as those two yeah. men, you've
0: got to be able to sing. But you'd have to work to fuck up that song, I think. It's a good tune. Do yourselves a favor. Download that, uh, the whole version of that if you get a chance. Uh, My Chemical Romance and The Used both uh, released it separately. but Really good. It's, it's a great tune. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Gar On The Line segment. But it can only happen if you call me. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to pay tribute to the lives and legacies of folks who left us on this day, May 31st, throughout history. We pay homage to them Mm. all in something we call Hello Death.
2: Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garvin will know why, even though you sat.
0: On this day in 1809, we lost Joseph Haydn, Austrian composer of great classical music, died at the age of 77. What's your favorite Haydn piece, if you had to pick one, Eddie? Oh, gosh. fuck. Don't Bleed on the Sheets. (laughs) Not a piece of classical music. That's not classical music? The Creation, the Trumpet Concerto. The Creation
1: is Don't Bleed on the Sheets.
0: Drum roll, of course. Here's a little of uh, Haydn's work. (laughs) ¶¶ inspired yeah sure 1837 we lost joseph grimaldi grimaldi the greatest clown in history died at the age of 57 he was responsible for expanding the role of the clown in british pantomimes created so many indelible clown characteristics
1: Kind of like the the face.
0: The people are still using them today. The white face right. with the colored makeup on right, top. Right. That's no him. one had done that, that before was Joseph
1: Grimaldi. Oh, okay.
0: He coined the famous catchphrase that's still used in pantomimes today in the UK. Here we are again.
1: That was his. <laughs> it's just, like, so well everybody known. Everybody needs a catchphrase. Everybody knows Eddie. that
0: one. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. See, everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody needs, needs one. a catchphrase. So good. On this day in 1880... <laughs> Hippolyte Mayor (laughs) Muret, French chemist, Uh an inventor of margarine. Oh, margarine. Died on this day. Sure. At the age of 62. More importantly, one of the greatest men in history passed away on this day in 1900. Who? John Power. John Power. John Power. What'd he do? Oh, nothing. Just created the first Irish whiskey ever to be bottled (laughs) Power's Whiskey. Ah. Oh they still make God. Powers whiskey? They do. They still make Powers Do you Powers drink Powers whiskey? whiskey? I do. On occasion, I do enjoy a bottle of Powers. Okay. Not that I would drink the whole bottle. No.
1: But I will have one on hand. Not at a sitting, of I'll, course. I,
0: I, I like to mix my uh, my purchases up when it comes to Irish sure, whiskey. Sure, sure you so do. So
1: Powers is an exception. It's in the rotation. Whiskey.
0: Guy started as an innkeeper in Dublin, then started just brewing his own whiskey. Hmm. Before he knew it, the family was... Rich and they gave it him a title, and it Damn. was crazy. Booze was his path to fortune. Why don't you do
1: that here? I should. You got to really? Toilet. Should, I should Make release some toilet wine. <laughs> I should release
0: my own whiskey, Garmin Homebrew. I could put uh, Prospector Larry and Jackpot yeah. to work. You put them on the label. <laughs> Movie. Who would want to sip something with a With a a diseased clown and an old grizzled prospector on the label, I think the prospector's diseased too. (laughs) Flying (laughs) off the shelves. 1910, Elizabeth Blackwell, the first woman to receive a medical degree in the United States, died at the age of 89. 1914, Angelo Moriondo, Italian inventor, died at the age of 62. Created the first known espresso machine. Oh, I like the espresso. Oh, me too. I get you charged, Angelo Moriando. We have him to thank for that. Hey, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make you a coffee, okay? But it's not like any other coffee. It's gonna be a so much coffee power. <laughs> it's gonna make your head go. Woo-hoo, I'm so awake now. And then later, your butt go. <laughs> <laughs> 1955, Bill Vukovich passed away. Vukovich? Yes. American auto racer. Died at the age of 36. Oh, in a car? Uh, He was competing in the Indianapolis 500 when it happened. He died doing what he loved, Eddie. Yeah, crashing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Loves crashing. He probably loved the driving part, <laughs> right. More, but the part that killed him wasn't what he was loving. He was doing. He was crashing. He was doing what
0: he loved right he was, up until, until he
1: did what killed him, which was crashing. Yeah. Yes. Of
0: that. Uh, Jacob Clay, Dutch philosopher and physicist, inventor died. of clay. No, he did not invent clay. He was a physicist. He died on uh, this day in 1955. He was a specialist in cosmic radiation. Mm. He was the first to notice that it had charged particles instead of photons, Ah, changed everything. Sure. Game changer. Also was the first to recognize if you took four people and exposed them to cosmic radiation, one would catch on fire, one would turn into rock, one would be invisible, and the other one would be all stretchy. Ah, Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Billy Strayhorn died on this day in 1967. Great American pianist and composer. Worked with the great Duke Ellington for nearly three decades, responsible for writing some of the Duke's biggest hits, including A Train. Here is Billy's own take on it on piano. <laughs> 1970, on this day, Terry Sawchuk, great Hockey Hall of Fame goaltender. It's a great goalie. That's a great goalie name. It is. Terry Sawchuk. Sawchuck. This guy played for 21 seasons Ooh. in the National Hockey League. Ooh. Red Wings, Bruins, Maple Leafs, Kings, Rangers. Between 1950 and 1970, 21 seasons. Damn. Died at the age of 40 on this day. Wow. Due to liver injuries from a brunk a drunken brawl with one of his teammates from the Rangers. Died doing what he loved. <laughs> so I guess fighting with his teammates. <laughs> Got beaten so badly his liver started to bleed. And that killed him. And it killed him. Wow. Yeah. It's a bad word. With to a go. teammate. 1972, Walter Freeman passed away, American physician who was the developer of the transorbital lobotomy. Oh. That's when they would take an ice pick yeah. and put it, put it under your, your eye. eyelid. Yeah. Uh. And then they'd take a hammer and, then, and they would just drive it into your brain yep. to uh. turn you into a vegetable. God. His goal was to create a simple procedure that anyone could do it uh. in the comfort of their own psychiatry office or so home. you wouldn't have to go to a hospital. get a, a nail hospital. and a hammer. You're good. <laughs> just get uh. a Phillips screwdriver Fuck. and a brick. And you too could be lobotomized. How is that legal? It 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 fell out of favor. I have to tell you. My God! After a number of decades of people doing that, uh, they this know they no longer do the transorbital. This is crazy. It turns out a lot of people died from uh, people from not sp- knowing quite where to put the ice pick. There's nowhere to put the ice pick in the brain. You can drive it too far, believe it or not, Sh- into the brain. Shocking. And sometimes you have cranial bleeding that also will oh, lead to death.
1: Fucking insane. So it
0: wasn't a it wasn't a great surgical procedure. No. Adele Davis died on this day in 1974, a famous American nutritionist and author, famous for her book, Let's Eat Right and Stay Healthy. She died of cancer at, this, oh, at the no. age of
1: 70 on this day. Oh, well, 70's so, good, long age. I would
0: take my book back. If that was me, I'd want, I'd want a, <laughs> uh, a refund. 1976, Martha Mitchell, wife of U.S. Attorney General John Mitchell under Nixon. Died at the age of fifty-seven. She was famously kidnapped, so she wouldn't talk to the press about what was going on in Watergate wow. at the time. Oh yeah, it's a great movie starring Julia Roberts called Gaslight. Okay, she plays Martha Mitchell in it, and Sean Penn plays George Mitchell and uh, John Mitchell rather, and it's terrific if you're interested in that sort of thing. Mm. Nineteen seventy-seven, William Castle, American film director of classic B movies, died on this day. This guy's life should be turned into a movie. Orphaned at 11, Mm -hmm. dropped out of high school at 15 to work in a movie theater, Mm. came to the attention of Columbia Pictures for his talent for promotion. He was able to get people into theaters with his crazy promotional ideas. That was a good Barker. Then he started working on B movies and using that same talent for gimmicks. He started uh, working in B-grade horror films, including famously The Tingler in 1959, starring Vincent Price, where he put vibrators in the seats and while you're watching the movie (laughs) the tingler was the villain of the piece it is a parasite attaches to your spine and makes you tingle (laughs) and he would hit the button and everybody would start tingling in the theater everybody start screaming yes did you ever see the movie matinee with john goodman yes yes yes. that character was based on the life and times of william castle a great showman
2: i'm william castle and i feel obligated to warn you about the next attraction you will see at this theater the picture is The Tingler, which I directed. And for the first time in motion picture history, members of the audience, including you, will actually play a part in the picture. You will feel some of the physical reactions, the shocking sensations experienced by the actors on the screen.
0: The Tingler, filmed in Percepto. Oh, PerceptoVision. Jack Dempsey, great American boxer, died on this day in 1983. In 1989, Charles Huffnagel. Huffnagel? American surgeon who invented the artificial heart valve oh. died at the age of 72. 1993, we lost an American legend, Eddie Pence. Check him out. What
2: a hug! Get a load of yeah.
0: Spuds McKenzie died on this day in 1993. Mid-80s, he was everywhere. Yeah, he was was everything. 86-ish, 85, 86. No one bothered by a commercial where girls in bikinis wanted to bang a dog. Nope, not at all. No one batted an eye. (laughs) Call me, Spuds. Let's have some bestiality (laughs) sex and some Bud Lights. (laughs) 1996, Timothy Leary, American psychologist and advocate for LSD use, died at the age of 75 Famously in the 60s, Leary, who was a straight-laced psychologist until he got turned on by LSD, then he took it out to the kids. Oh,
3: Turn on,
2: tune in, and drop out.
0: That's right. Turn on, tune in, and drop out was his advice for the youth of America. How'd that work out probably, for Probably not him? great. Probably not. Uh, Rosie the Riveter died on this day in 1997. Rosie Will Monroe, famous for that picture, We Can Do It. Oh, with the arm? With the arm, arm. yeah. 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 In 2000, American Mambo and Latin jazz band leader Tito Puente passed away at the age of 77.
2: And then you play those stupid Tito Puente albums until 2 in the morning.
0: Tito Puente is going to be dead, and you're going to say, oh, I've been listening to him for years. That's right. (laughs) Bill Murray was right, as always. 2006, Lula Mae Hardaway died. A lot of people know her work, but not many people know her story. She was an American songwriter, but perhaps more famously, she was the mother of Stevie Wonder. Oh. And she wrote many of his early big hits. Really? Including this one.
2: Like a food, I went and stayed too-
0: To. George Tiller, Dr. George, George Tiller was murdered on this day in 2009 at church at the age of 67. He was a pro-choice physician and he was murdered by a pro-life activist while serving in his church yeah. at the age of 67 well, he was, because pro-life. Well, he wasn't in a womb. <laughs> had true. he been in a womb, he would they wouldn't safe. have wanted him killed. Yes. He uh, had one of the few abortion clinics in, in kansas and that clinic was bombed several times he was shot in both arms over his career until finally he was murdered while working as a uh, usher in his church at the age of 60 because pro-life because pro-life chris haney american journalist who created the board game trivial pursuit died on this day in 2010 how big was Trivial Pursuit? That was
1: another Spuds McKenzie-level phenomenon. Every
0: party you went to, That's at some pursuit. point,
1: somebody was breaking out the Trivial Pursuit board. It was always board. near a coffee table, oh all the time. God.
0: I want a piece of pie, I want a piece of pie! Give me the piece of pie! People used to scream drunkenly. Jean Stapleton, American actress, famous, of course, for playing the wife of Archie Bunker, Edith, on All in the Family, died on this day in 2013. Oh, I know way Glenn
2: Miller plays. Songs that made my hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those, Those were, were the days. days.
0: Pretty voice, yes. Gene Stapleton. Beautiful. All right, you know what we do at this point. We find a food related to someone who passed away on this day in history, and we run it past Daddy Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat, or at the very least, stick up his ass, then pull out. <laughs> Here's how we find out. We talk about the food, and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they all match up, jackpot. Eddie is eating that food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> it's not going to go no. for it. On this day in 1744, we lost Richard Lovell Edgeworth, an inventor extraordinaire. English and Irish background invented many things, including the velocipede. The Velocipede? The Velocipede. What's a Velocipede? Velocipede is the early version of what we call, call now the bicycle. Oh, okay. He was the guy who created the pedals that would move a chain okay. that would move a vehicle forward. Got it. It's important. It is
1: very important.
0: Uh, he was also very uh, active in agricultural machines. Okay. A lot of innovations and improvements in agricultural machines. His most famous invention when it came to the world of farming, the turnip cutter. Turnip cutter? The turnip cutter.
2: <laughs> That's what I call my butthole.
1: Oh, shit. All right, Larry. Thank I don't you. need to know that.
0: Uh, the turnip, or white turnip as it is sometimes known, is a root vegetable commonly grown in temperate climates known worldwide for its white, fleshy taproot. The flesh of the turnip is popular in Northern England, Scotland, Ireland, yeah. Cornwall, Devon, parts of Canada, including Quebec, Newfoundland, Manitoba, the Maritimes. Sometimes people confuse the turnip with the swede, which is a larger yellow root. But it's in the same genus, so people don't usually give you too hard a time. And sometimes they're referring to a rutabaga. Oh, sure. the turnip, the rutabaga, the swede, Uh what have you, they're all in the same family. Right. The delicious turnip. You just eat a turnip? Oh, I love me some turnips. Sliced turnips are good. Mashed turnips are also good. Mm. Oh, yeah. turnips were a staple in my household. Every big holiday meal, my turnips. father would insist on having turnips. Just cut up turnips? No, you could have them baked and sliced, but usually they they came mashed. Mashed. My turnips. dad loved the Swede turnips because they were the orange ones, and uh, he liked them. He's like sweet potatoes. No, it doesn't taste like sweet taste. It tastes like turnips. Okay.
1: Well, I didn't know what if that was a different type of turnip. No, a sweet potato is a different kind of potato. No, I know that. I'm talking about the, what your dad liked. Uh, he liked the swede. The swede. The yellow turnip. Right, I don't know if that has a different taste than the white turnip you're it
0: talking is a, It's a little more uh, pungent.
1: Pungent. That's a, a good more... way to describe food.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit more of a... Pungent. Put of a wang
1: in it. Wang.
0: <laughs> Wangy pungent. The turnip. White or yellow, you name it.
1: Is that something Eddie Pence would eat or not? Let's find out. One turnip, two turnips, three. I don't think so. Not just by itself. Don't you usually put turnips in something? No, turnips part are part of a side something? dish. Side dish, really? Yeah. Mm. Much like you would use well, mango. Ra- I think or I'm thinking of a radish. Food. Radishes are different. That's what yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of. A radish. yeah. Radishes is usually. Like uh, you put in a salad. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. usually an element in something. Right. Although there's itself. a big phenomenon now. People are eating radishes
1: just ra- ra- with really? butter
0: and salt. No, thank you. As a snack. No.
1: And people, no. Are, saying,
0: people are saying it's delicious. I will. It's the butter and the salt combined with the radish. When you put the taste together, mm-hmm. people can't get enough of it. It's Just like a, a raw radish. It's a TikTok oh, phenomenon. Come on, I'm telling stop you, it. people all over stop the it. interwebs are eating stop. radishes all, with and butter and it. salt. One person on TikTok. People it. everywhere it. are doing this no, thing not. and
1: raving about. No, they're not. It. So turnips have to be next. No, they're not. So no turnips. I don't think you. so. No, no. So, you said pungent. It's, it's a pungent a, it's got root. A, it's got
0: a flavor. It's not like potatoes where it's bland. It definitely has a, uh, a flavor to right. it. And uh, a I, pungent I, flavor. I, I quite enjoy them okay. myself. sure. Turnips. No, thanks. Not for you. I'll pass. Shocking. And that's it for today's Hello Death.
2: Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up.
0: Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations to Arnold Schwarzenegger. His new TV series, Foobar, is the number one show on Netflix. Wow. Over 88.9 million hours viewed Thank since its God. debut. When did it come out? Uh, last week, I think. I didn't even know it came out. Yeah. <laughs> It's received more than twelve million views, and it's in the top ten in ninety countries around the world. Still well, a star, as to be expected. Yes, he's a big star. I saw the first episode. Yeah, and it's not bad. Really, is it a comedy? It is an action, action comedy. Action comedy. He plays an elderly CIA agent okay. who's on the cusp of retirement. Right, and he's yeah. looking forward to spending some time with his family and grown daughter, and then inadvertently, this is in the spoiler because it's in the all the and right. it's in the first episode. Inadvertently, through work, he finds out that his daughter is also a CIA agent. Oh. She's in trouble. And so he has to go back into the field to try to uh, help her. Okay. And it's uh, it's full of wacky... Got it. I'm too old for this shit kind of sure, comedy. Sure,
1: sure, sure.
0: Um, and that uh, Fortune Feimster or whatever... Flemister.
1: Fortune, Fortune Flemister. Yeah,
0: yeah. She is uh, one of his uh, like handlers out in the field. Okay. She's pretty
1: wacky as yeah, well. I bet. It's
0: fine. It's fine. <laughs> Arnold is lovable you He's can't, still a star You can't, can't
1: not like Arnold If anybody else was in that role It wouldn't be the most
0: watched show right. on Netflix Put, put uh, Jim Belushi in there or something And you're, you're not going to be happy but Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls it off Hey, with all the money Hand over fist money Disney's making With the live action adaptations Of its animated classics Do yeah. you think the other companies are just going to sit there While Disney makes all the money? No, ma'am No, you're absolutely right uh, Universal has announced they are taking their "How to Train Your Dragon" franchise. They're going be- to make live-action "How to Train Your Dragon." Well, that movies. makes sense,
1: especially with all the success of the what's the uh, the HBO hit movie that the, dra- the uh, Game, show. Of Game of Thrones. That's all dragons and shit. They were
0: doing dragons before HBO so, was. Now do it with a kid-friendly sort of twist. The Adventures of Hiccup and Toothless. Yeah, it's like a Pete's dragon all over again. Exactly. Uh, the cast has been booked. Uh, apparently, the guy playing Hiccup is Mason Thames. I'm not familiar with him, but he had a breakout role in the Universal hit, The Black Phone, oh. with Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, it's a horror movie, movie that came out not too long they ago. They should do a live-action Minions. I'm telling you, it's got to be right around the corner. <laughs> just, it's little freaky yellow dudes running around. And you could get Steve Carell to re- reprise grew. his role as Gru, just to make <laughs> him up. and just s- a bunch of freaky little yellow people. Just send him out. And while we're talking about sequels and reboots, Warner Brothers standing by their position of casting Ezra Miller as the Flash. Mm. The company has said if there is, in fact, a sequel to the film, they have committed to have Ezra Miller starring in the role as the Flash. If a sequel happens, says the producer, uh, I don't think there's anyone that can play that character as well as they did. The other depictions of the character are great, but this particular vision of the character, they just excelled in doing it. And as you said, the two Barrys, it feels like a character that was made for them. Hmm. Um, everyone seemingly ignoring the fact that he still has several right. felony charges right. hanging over his head.
1: But look, if the movie's a hit, I'm sure everyone yeah, will turn to blind This eye. this movie also resets that the DCEU into a different direction with James Gunn now in charge so if they make another Flash movie it may not be a direct sequel to this so they can just recast another Flash that James Gunn wants right I think that's probably, that's probably what would happen going.
0: James he Gunn has gone on the record as being a huge fan of this film Peter Safran who is, he's working with alongside in charge of DC Studios yeah, said that they haven't decided on the future of the Flash But I think there is one. As long as they are still working on their recovery, meaning Ezra Miller's uh, mental therapy that he's apparently committed to, if they get the help, they'll
1: give him a second chance. Then they deserve a second chance if they get the help they need and they can straighten their shit out. I
0: feel the same. I just hope it's a genuine uh, concern on their part to do that and not just a way to avoid bad press and and to lessen any potential jail sentences in their future. We'll see. Let's take a look today. Celebrity birthday is all these stars born on May 31st. Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary, the famous folk trio, is 85. I just, I can't, I'm just no, I have to they're can't. famous. I'm just here, just <laughs> listen.
2: I'm a lead.
1: <laughs> Doesn't sound fine to you. I
0: can't hear folk music without thinking of that uh, Christopher. Um, uh, what Christopher? the hell is his name? Uh, Christopher does all the the mockumentaries.
1: Christopher. Oh, uh, 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 f- come okay. on! Now Any? I can't. Now you made me blank. I didn't do
0: anything. Christopher. Christopher Guest. We Christopher Guest. got it at the same
1: time. Christopher Guest.
0: Yes. Did a parody of folk music. Yes. The Mighty Wind. The Mighty Wind. Yes. And it's chock full of... So heavy
1: metal... Christopher Guess has ruined heavy metal and folk music for you. That's true, yes. Two and, and, genres of music and he's And dog shows.
0: <laughs> Clint Eastwood is 93 years old today. Oh, wow. Still working. Still kicking. Still directing. How about that? Sharon Gless from Cagney and Lacey, of course, is 80. Chris Elliott from The Old Letterman Show. And most recently, I guess, from Schitt's Creek. He was yeah. great. Played the mayor. Trumpet player Scott Klopfenstein. Klopfenstein. Klopfenstein of Real Big Fish is 46.
2: Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record company's only killing me lots of money and everything's gonna be all right.
0: Tom Berenger from... Major League, Major League, Platoon, League the, of principal. the principal. The yeah. Yeah, principal, yeah. Butch and Sundance the Early Years. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But maybe not so well, much no, on that not one.
1: Not so much on that one.
0: He's seventy-three. Gregory Harrison. We were just talking about this actor, Gregory Harrison. He played Gonzo Gates on the old uh show uh Trapper John MD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the one in okay. the uh, the RV. Yeah, yeah. Andy Hurley, drummer for Fallout Boys, forty-three. Leah Thompson from Back to the Future. Back to the Futures. All of them. Well, she's also in Caroline in the City <laughs> and Back to the Futures. I was thinking Back to the City, but that's not what she was in at all. She's 62. Brooke Shields is 58. Singer Corey Hart turns 61. I my Amazing race host, Kill... Kill me? <laughs> Phil Kogan. Not Kill Fogan. Kill Fogan. That's somebody else. He's 56. <laughs> Colin Farrell, the Penguin himself. 47. Such a good actor. Did you ever see the Banshees of In the Sharon? No, I have not. That
1: movie still haunts me to this day. I don't want to see a movie that haunts me. It's good. It's good. It's funny, but I've it's seen, also... I've seen movies that haunt me, and they haunt me for it's a long time. Grim. I don't need to see grim haunting And movies. funny. It's both. Uh, Martin Mm. McDonough, just a great writer. I I know it's a good movie, but I
0: don't want a film that haunts me. And rapper DMC of Run DMC is 59. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, all time is tricky. It's
2: tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's
0: right, all time is tricky. It is tricky. Mm. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for us to take a look at a smash hit song created by a musical artist who, let's say, didn't yeah reach that level of no. success again. No, not doesn't make them not good no, artists. No, no, not at all. Doesn't no, make no, them no, ni- no, no. Not no. nice people. So many things have to line up to get that number one. Exactly, hit. Yes. right place, right time, yes. the zeitgeist of exactly. the pop culture landscape. Exactly, but it's still a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one hit wonder ranked by VH One as the seventy fifth greatest one hit wonder of the eighties. Okay. So wow. it's it's in the top one hundred of one hit wonders. of the eighties.
1: It's a big decade of hits,
3: though.
0: It is. Yeah. This is one of them.
3: Hey Ralph, I got a one hit wonder idea for you. How about Key Largo by the great Bertie Higgins? Oh, all right, that will be.
0: Yeah, let's get some yacht rock up in this place. <laughs> Bertie Higgins, Higgins and his one-hit one, hit, one hit smash wonder, Key Largo. Key Largo. One of the most romantic songs of the early 1980s. Okay. I think Bertie Higgins has one of the oddest origin stories we've ever told about one of these artists. He once supported himself as a sponge diver growing up in Florida. What? Began totally. his career in show business at the age of 12 as a ventriloquist. Wow. Yes. Then became a drummer, ended up in the band of Tommy Rowe, the 60s artist Tommy Rowe, playing around the world alongside such groups as the Rolling Stones and the Beach Boys. Then he returned home to Florida, being tired of being on the road, put down his drumsticks, picked up a guitar, learned how to play, and start writing songs. Ran into a few music producers who encouraged him, but more than that, oddly enough, became the protege of Burt Reynolds in Florida, where Burt... What? tutored him on the art of screenwriting. Oh, my God. (laughs) This guy's like Zelig. This is like the Forrest Gump. real-life Forrest Gump. This is an interesting life. In 1980, he moved to Atlanta to try to make it in the country music business, and he worked on a song about a failed romance that put it in the backdrop of the Humphrey Bogart film Key Largo. He recorded The Master, started shopping it around. In 1981, a uh, record company called Cat Family Records, a spinoff of CBS Sony decided to release the single. No one could have expected the success that it had. It was so popular as a single that they had to release an album following it up because he became so popular. Oh my God. The song landed in the Billboard pop charts at number eight in the top 10. It was number one on the Billboard adult contemporary charts. It even charted in the country charts. And it was a massive hit around the world as well. It went to number two in Australia, number three in Canada, number six in Ireland, number eight in New Zealand, Key Largo, a romantic song using, again, the films of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall as a backdrop. Some people complain that the lines he quotes in this song are not from Key Largo at all. They're from (laughs) Casablanca. But but let's not get picky. Here it is. Smash hit from 1981. Bertie Higgins with Key Largo. (laughs)
2: around each other Trying so hard to stay warm That first cold winter together Lying in each other's arms you here.
1: Bell at all not at all that song oh blows it's awesome jesus christ it's so oh
2: it puts
0: you on a you're on a boat no it doesn't and it sink winds, that boat <laughs> fucking it sink it to in the bottom sails. of the ocean no you're there with a beautiful girl Fuck no. thinking about the love that throw overboard that save you, her life that you lost and loved oh that song sucks in the grand tradition of bobby boris pickett he released another <laughs> song called casablanca Of course he did. That didn't do nearly as well here in the United (laughs) States, but became a massive hit in the Pacific Rim. Oh, shocking. Some Asian countries. Mm. He became a huge star. Did he? To this day, he still travels around the globe performing concerts in the Pacific Rim. Well, it's not around the globe. That's around the Pacific Rim. uh, Thailand, some Asian countries. Very popular. Good for him. Still. Good for him. Still out there singing, entertaining his hardcore fans, which refer to themselves as as boneheads. Boneheads. Yes. That's it. I don't know how that would. relates to Bertie
1: Higgins, why you
0: would call yourself a bonehead. Nothing
1: really makes sense on any of this. <laughs> but maybe if you like that song. You're a bonehead. You're a bonehead. Fuck, that song sucks. It's great. It does
0: not. Key Largo's a classic. Ugh. It's the 75th best one hit wonder of the 80s. That's I'll have generous. You know. That's generous. Bertie Higgins. I wonder if the caller was from Florida because he's kind of a Floridian legend. He's he hates kind, me now for he's, sure. He's well-known a bonehead in Florida when he's not diving <laughs> for sponges. That's today's One Hit Wonder. It's a One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And that does it for today's show, kids. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. Tomorrow, of course, is Thursday. Mm -hmm. That means Ralph Sex University. We won't be talking about prostitutes or hookers. Oh, man. Sadly for that Barney Miller fan. But we will have (laughs) an aspect of human sexuality that we'll be deep diving into. Also, don't forget, this week, the four-star generals want to let you know, Thursday night Mm -hmm. is the night we're going to do our four-star Watchapalooza. That's when we invite you here to the Batcave via Crowdcast. And you get to watch us record the show live Thursday night, 7 p.m. I'll send the link out. Yes. I hope you'll
1: join us. Always fun.
0: Meanwhile, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, please remember, I need you to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it.
1: Ha ha, so, ha ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Think I better dance now. Bye, Menden. Oh, let him go. Let him go. Oh, poor donkey.